0: Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with tech stuff from howstuffworks.com. Yo, sup. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Chris Paulette. I'm an editor here at How Stuff Works, and I'm joined by one of our most fantastic writers, Jonathan Strickland. Mm. Oh, pardon me. I was just browsing. Oh, okay. Like uh, on Internet Explorer?
1: Oh, well, Internet Explorer 8. Beta. Oh. Booyah. <laughs> we thought we'd talk a little bit today about web browsers and specifically kind of some updates that have happened uh, over the summer of 2008. It's kind of the summer of web browsers in a way, if you yeah, think actually, about it. Yeah,
0: there have been a lot of uh, browser updates out Yeah, there, which, uh, you know, it's pretty, uh, I don't know. Maybe less than exciting topic for a lot of people, but, uh, you know, it
1: actually has brought a lot of, uh, advancements. Right. And considering that most of our work, uh, relies <laughs> on internet browsers for us, it's really interesting. That's yeah, true. So we're going to, uh, infect you with our enthusiasm and interest in this topic, I think.
0: I'm glad you said enthusiasm and interest.
1: I'm glad I said infect. All right. So right. Let's move on to Internet Explorer 8, shall we?
0: Yeah. So, uh, this has been out for, uh, for a little while. Yeah. Um... You know it's a uh, uh, the newest version of Internet Explorer it's got uh, it, it it actually has brought some some different changes hey, colored tabs wow <laughs> hey you know but that can actually be pretty you know pretty useful in oh, yeah. being able to, yeah. to figure out which piece you were just looking at you're going oh yeah it's the green one
1: yeah yeah we joke about it but really these these things that seem pedestrian do actually have some uses uh, one of the the updates uh, in Internet Explorer 8 uh, really was just behind-the-scenes stuff that you might not notice immediately but will make a big difference in your browsing if that's what you use. Um, they updated uh, – they improved their HTML reading capabilities and other markup language reading capabilities so that websites look the way they're supposed to look. Um, as the web grows and evolves – it's become a lot more complex. Like originally, back in the day, they were all kind of text files almost with an occasional picture and if you were really lucky, a MIDI file that would have absolutely no control and you play <laughs> over and over as you looked at a website. But now they're far more complex.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, the web was never really meant to do what we're doing with it. Right. Um, so, you know, it was originally used for uh, basically for academic use and for research. So it wasn't supposed to have all these flash files and sound files embedded in them and e-commerce and all these other things. So the web browser has had to evolve to take advantage of this stuff. And it's actually uh, come a a long way in just a very short time, just 10, 15 years. Right.
1: So that's that's kind of where these updates come into play is to make sure that you can actually see and take advantage of all these cool things that people are doing. Because if you don't update your browser, then, you know, the browser is just, the browser doesn't know automatically how to access this kind of information. So that's, that's what IE8 is kind of doing. It's, it's, uh, updated so that you can see the, the best and newest stuff that's out there on the internet. Uh, but there are a lot of other updates that went along with it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, um, uh, 64-bit downloads. Hey. That doesn't sound that exciting, does no, it? but well, no, actually, it means that now the Internet Explorer, you can, you can download files that are, uh, in excess of four gigabytes in size.
0: Yeah. Well, but that's a big thing. That is a big thing, especially it's a big with, file. Uh, well, uh, you know, we've talked about cloud computing a lot on here, but, uh, you know, as people store, uh, more files online and larger files online, you know, you're going to see fewer Software programs offered on the shelves of stores because they're you're basically going to put your credit card in and get your file download directly to your computer. Hey, you know, fast, easy, and very, very large.
1: Right. So that's
0: it. They're getting ready for for that. Uh, yeah. When that possibility. when we
1: get into uh, the point where where uh, entertainment is digital is through digital downloads. Like yeah. if you wanted to download an oh, HD yeah. movie, that's going to be a big file size. You're going to need a browser that's capable of handling that. So yeah, they are looking ahead, and that's a good thing because I think I well, in my opinion, digital downloads are the future of of media distribution. So they're kind of getting ahead of that before you know they don't want to lag behind. Right. Good good plan. So uh, but there are other things as well. There's the uh, in private browsing, which has another another common term on the net. Yeah. You wanna you wanna say it or are you gonna let me say I'm it? I'm gonna let you say it. It's porn mode. <laughs> Chicka wow wow Oh, I feel so dirty right now. Right. In-private in browsing just limits the number of uh, cookies and you know, tracking information. It, it really cuts down on all of that so that you can – Use your browser to look at websites and not necessarily worry about being tracked everywhere or, or someone like let's say you're sharing a computer and well we'll let's not even talk about the porn. Let's just say that it's for something perfectly innocent. Like I'm shopping for my wife for a uh, for an anniversary gift. And that would
0: be that would be a legitimate use for
1: it. Exactly, a legitimate use for the in private browsing. I want to shop for an anniversary present. I don't want her to be aware of it. We're sharing the same computer. I might turn that on so that I can look around and that way there's no real trail there so she's not going to know that I'm buying her a something i can't say it cuz she listens to the podcast all right then okay
0: <laughs> but uh, you know is is it is it functional what do you you know have you heard not anything about how that well no not the kids oh the in private yes. browsing i mean there've been some uh, internet explorer 8 is still in beta right so it's got some issues
1: right beta's a test Phase. It's not in its. It's not in its final format. Is what beta means. So it means that some things may not work the way they were intended to work.
0: Right. Basically, when a new software program is uh, first launched, it's an alpha phase, which means that lots of stuff is not going to work the way it's supposed to.
1: And it usually is internalized. It's not. It's yeah. very rare that a company will will release an alpha build to external users.
0: But it does happen. It does happen, and uh, but you're more likely to see a beta, which means that if you install this, it could, you know, behave weird. It could, uh, you know, delete your entire hard drive contents. Right? Right. And it, it could be things.
1: completely incompatible with like three other programs that are on your computer.
0: Or if you've downloaded XP Service Pack three and you have data <laughs> two of Internet Explorer eight, you'll you, have
1: them forever. Yes,
0: you will not be able to uninstall them. Uh, which is just one of those kinds of things that happens when you try out new software, which yep. we do a lot of. Buyer beware. But, but after beta, once it's it's passed through the beta stage and it's gone through testing, that's when they launch it publicly. There's no gamma. I don't think I've heard of any gammas anyway. No, there's just the Omega. The Omega build. Yeah. Yeah. So uh so yeah, that's one of the things that, that I'd heard was a problem with it. And I also heard um that the newest version of uh Internet Explorer Beta 2 um, actually uses twice the system memory and si- creates six times the processor threads as the newest build of Firefox, yeah. which means it's using quite a bit of system resources. And right. you probably will see when they finally release – Microsoft finally releases the final version. I'm assuming that they will probably going to take care of that. Yeah, issue. they'll
1: have to scale it back some because otherwise if you have multiple applications open – you run the risk of either slowing to a crawl or actually crashing your system as your computer says, hey, I just don't have the resources to run all this stuff you want me to run.
0: Or maybe you'll just hear your computer go,
1: yikes. Yeah. Yeah, I might have the little Wiley K.O.D. moment. Yeah, That's and a little
0: true. Uh, sweat drops over the your, top of your monitor.
1: And, and the reason we're talking about Internet Explorer first uh, is because it's the most – popular uh, browser on the internet right now for now uh, for now uh, part of that might have something to do with it being pre-installed on almost every PC that you can buy um, I'm just saying yeah
0: well that's true and a lot of people don't even know that there are alternatives out there
1: right so let's let's go ahead and uh, inform them let's talk about one of those alternatives and we'll talk about uh, the most popular alternative to Internet Explorer which is Firefox. Yeah, Firefox has
0: its roots in the uh, the Netscape browser. Yeah. If you're a longtime internet user, you've probably used a copy of Netscape, and you might have thought it had completely gone away. Uh, well, you know AOL bought them a few years ago, and uh, actually just before that, Netscape released their their source code, basically the code that they used to write the program, um, the guts, if you will, um, to the public, and said, "Hey." Do what you want to with it. And Firefox is one of the results of that that source code release. It's an open source, free web
1: browser. And uh, this summer, they had the Firefox download day when they released the Firefox 3 build. Firefox 3, of course, being the the latest version of the browser as of this recording. I'm assuming that this will go out before Firefox 4 comes out, uh, <laughs> since that would be record turnaround time. But they they actually they had a uh, Firefox had a a Firefox download day where they tried to get as many people to download the browser within a 24 hour period um, as they possibly could, and uh, more than 8 million people downloaded it. Now, granted, there was there was no pre existing record. So they set the record. They set the they, record. They can honestly not, say they, they, they d- set d- the, the record. record, right? Right. But uh, Firefox three, uh, it's it's got some uh, nice little updates, which we talked about in a in another podcast. But we can we can do a quick rundown here. Um, the bar is awesome. The yes, the awesome bar. Yeah, the
0: awesome bar is awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, the awesome bar, which will sort of figure out what you're going to try and type as you type it. Uh, I actually do like that feature. It, yeah, it took a little getting used to at first. I think I think a lot of people kind of resisted it at first, but uh, but it's it's not bad. It's in fact awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Firefox three, it's based on the uh, Gecko one point nine web rendering platform. Uh, the web rendering platform it, that that kind of tells you a lot about how fast your browser is going to go because it's how fast the browser can uh, can. Convert data into the images that you're looking at when you're when you're viewing a web page.
0: Yeah. So how fast the web page actually pops up after you tell it to load? Right. Right. It has you know a lot to do with the the speed of your connection, the speed of your processor, memory in your computer, but it also has to do with the software you're using to do this. And and if you're using Firefox three, uh, it's going to pop up a lot faster than if you had been using Firefox two.
1: Right. And other things that. Uh, we're new in the Firefox uh, browser. Include security. Um, there's some more security uh, 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 applications built into the browser. Uh, for instance, now if you go to a site that uh, that Firefox knows has malware on it, malware being malicious software, uh, a warning will pop up and tell you, "Hey, this is a this is a wretched hive of scum and villainy." <laughs> <laughs> Just thought I'd throw a little Star nice. Wars at you. Nice, nice. old school. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, the, the malware issue, that's, that's definitely helpful. And there are other ones as well. That that tells you, um, you know, if, if, uh, there's a a security concern, it'll pop up and alert you. It also, um, is proactive in alerting, uh, antivirus software about problematic web pages. So it's, it's, Firefox is really doing its part in trying to make the internet a safer place.
0: Yeah. And, um. And I have to uh, to throw in my little uh, pet browser project here, um, which uh, sounds like I'm belittling it, but I'm not. Uh, another uh, branch on the Firefox family tree, it's not really from uh, the Mozilla Foundation. It's from a group of people call, who call their browser Flock. Yeah. But it uses the same source code, and they have a new beta out of their uh, Flock 2. Um, the one for regular version is still on, on 1 at this point, but you can download the the second version and the thing is it's basically it's basically like what you would see from firefox it's uh you know it has the same version of the awesome bar it uh it also you know allows you to plug in add-ons which is actually a new thing for internet explorer 8 right uh, although that's still you know they're still working that out in data but you can add you know customization to your browser um but the, the thing about Flock that makes it so different is it's sort of a social networking thing because you can, it's got built into it a chance to, uh, network with your Flickr, your uh, Facebook account, your MySpace, Twitter, and all kinds of other accounts. And it's built right in along with the mail. So a lot of the add-ons that you would put into Firefox are already built into the Flock interface. Um, so it's kind of cool and it's very, uh, very much, if you've already been using Firefox, you might, you will find Flock to be very, very similar. And it is also free. Right. So, uh, you know, I just thought add that on because, you know, it, it works so well with Firefox and, yeah, yeah. you know, of course there's Safari has a new update from Apple right. and, uh, you know, Opera actually has a, a new beta out, um, along the 9.5. I've lost track of which 9.5 it is, but i have always enjoyed the Opera browser. It is also a free browser from, uh, an out software company in Norway. And they also, uh, have browsers for mobile phones and, uh, for the Wii, Actually, if you have a Nintendo Wii and you access the internet, Opera is the software you would use to do that. And I think that's all the browsers. Oh, wait,
1: wait, wait! First of all, first of all, let me let me just say, in the interest of full disclosure, uh-huh. uh, uh, Paulette and I have a, a fundamental disagreement on whether or not Safari is a good browser. But we were not going to tell you who, <sighs> who 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 believes what.
0: You aren't just going to let me throw Safari. No, in the air No,
1: no, I wasn't yeah. going to let Safari go with a Wait, no, I think I just tipped my hand. <laughs> I think you did too. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm not a big Safari fan, so that's why I have Firefox on my Mac at home. I do have a mac so but uh <laughs> so we'll Safari,
0: Safari actually uh from Apple does also use the gecko rendering a- engine um, and it is it is quite fast a lot of people enjoy the the fact that it is very uh scaled down that's I think that's the one of the biggest things that Jonathan has a problem with is that it is very minimalistic there's you know a forward and a back and, and a yet- reload and that's- <laughs> Pretty much it. There's not a lot. of – You can add on, add-ons, right. but it's kind of tricky to do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and some of them charge, um, right? You know, ad blocking is not uh, something that's free. You can you can down download a free add-on for uh, Firefox or for Flock that does a really great job of blocking advertising. Um, but the, the best one that I know of for Safari, uh, Pith Helmet actually is a shareware. So you have to pay a small fee to use it and add it to your, your Safari account, but you can try it for free. It just starts saying, you know, Hey, what? Okay, fine.
1: No, I'm just trying not to use a pun.
0: Okay. That's fine.
1: With Pith Helmet. Uh, I know. I, okay. The temptation is too great. Uh, let's, let's, well, so, I, we are overlooking a browser. Uh, Chris, I, I'm not surprised you haven't heard about it because it really kind of slipped under the radar. But recently, a little web company by the name of Google entered the browser Google. field. Yeah. I feel like I've heard of them. Yeah, you might. you know Search around in your memory. You'll probably find it. Oh, uh, OK. Uh, so Google has come out with Google Chrome, a brand new web browser. And uh, it's fast.
0: Yeah, it's it's really fast. Actually, it reminds me of Safari in a way because uh, it is it is also very. (laughs) It is also very minimalistic. It is you know it's not fancy. It doesn't have lots of uh, flashy stuff. Well, if you think of the Google web page,
1: right? Yeah, Google.com.
0: It's 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 sort of like that. It's very functional. This is what it's for. This is how it works. Right? No,
1: no, no. We should we should say that first of all, Google Chrome is in beta mode. (laughs) That's true. Beta phase, but. uh, Then again, everything Google does is kind of in beta phase. Gmail's been out for a couple of years and it's still beta, so I don't know that we'll ever see an Omega version (laughs) of of Google Chrome. Right. But it's it's uh it's interesting. It's it's rendering uh, engine is uh, the WebKit engine, right? So it's it's lightning fast when it's pulling up uh, uh, web pages. It's you know if your connection is good, you're gonna. Have a fast browsing experience with Google Chrome. Now, there have been people who have reported that not every web page loads or displays correctly, uh, but it is still in beta. It's a brand new browser and, and they actually had to, to release it a little ahead of schedule because, uh, information about the browser leaked out, which it, it's actually amazing. It, it took so long to leak out because they've been working on this for a couple of years and no one had heard of this at all until September 1st. Yep. Of 2008. And then suddenly it's all over the, uh, the internet and everyone has to have it. And they, on September 2nd, they held a press conference. Google held a press conference. And in the middle of the press conference, Google Chrome went live. Um, I downloaded Google Chrome as the press conference was going on, installed it, whole thing took maybe a minute and watched the second half of the press conference on Google Chrome. It was so fast. It didn't, it didn't crash, didn't have any problems like that. And, uh, it's got some neat features. Um, one of my favorites is, uh, you know, often when I, when I get a browser, the very first thing I'll do is I'll change the homepage. Right. You know, I don't want the generic homepage usually. Yeah. But Google Chrome, what it does is for its generic homepage, it pulls up nine sites that you visit the most and and presents them in thumbnail, uh, in uh, three rows of three. And, uh, you can see the thumbnails all in one view. And you can click on any of those nine and go straight to that. So you don't—you're not limited to one homepage. You now have nine homepages right there, and it's the nine sites you go to the most. I can tell you've never used Opera. <laughs> no, I, I have not used Opera. <laughs> the, uh, I, the most recent full, version of
0: Opera has a, a similar feature where you oh, can—but you, can, you actually can tell it which ones you want. On there yeah, too, you can—you
1: so. can fiddle with the Google ones oh, too. Oh, okay. So you can actually tell. Okay, yeah, you know. have to—you have to kind of dig around a little bit. The, the other right. neat thing is that. You, in Google, uh, the Google Chrome, it's tabbed browsing just like with Internet Explorer and Firefox. Mm-hmm. But each tab is its own process, which means that uh, there's a that if you close one, if one's giving you a lot of trouble, you can actually pull up a, a a a tab organizer, see which tab is really draining your resources, and close it without affecting the rest of your browsing experience. And you should see. A market improvement in in system performance overall, like with Firefox, and Internet Explorer, the older versions anyway, you couldn't necessarily do that. You you'd be browsing and suddenly everything slows down. You're not sure which tab is causing the problems. Like with Firefox, it was usually if it had a lot of Flash on it. Uh, flash pages cause Firefox issues. Hmm. Um, sometimes you can only play like the first couple of seconds of a Flash video. And it just stops and it's because there's too much flash on the page and it just can't process it. Um, and, and both Internet Explorer and Firefox also had problems with, uh, with memory leaking where, you know, the more tabs you had open, the more memory it was consuming and eventually your, your system would grind to a halt if you were browsing all day long. Yeah. Um,
0: Firefox too, you know, had a huge problem with that. Yeah. Like they've, uh,
1: yeah. Firefox they've 3 is, on. is better. It's, yeah. it's not perfect but it's much better than it used to be. Well Google Chrome is trying to to address those issues head on. And also it's it's kind of meant to be a platform for all the Google apps and web-based applications that are out there. It's it's kind of they they built it with the thought that the internet has evolved and that we're moving to this cloud computing model. Boy, we just love saying that, don't we? <laughs> we're moving to this cloud computing model where everything's on the internet. So that means the browser has to be robust enough to be able to handle these kind of applications. And that's kind of what Google Chrome is supposed to be.
0: Yep. But the uh, that actually brings up a uh, web content brings up the problem that most people have had with it. And I'll quote here, a perpetual, irrevocable, worldwide, royalty-free, and non-exclusive license to reproduce, adapt, modify, translate, publish, publicly perform, publicly display, display, and distribute any content which you submit, post, or display on or through Google Chrome.
1: Why would you have a problem with that?
0: Well – Why oh. do you hate America? <laughs> Well, this language actually came from the original version of uh, the end user license agreement or EULA that came along with Google Chrome. So if you downloaded Google Chrome during the uh, press release announcement and installed it without looking at this, you might uh, have gone back and gone, wait a minute. What did I just say that I could allow Google to do with my content?
1: Are you suggesting that I didn't read the entire EULA before I? Did- well, you'd be right. I I didn't. No, I didn't. know, and and a lot of people don't.
0: Uh, no, and a no. lot. Of, but the uh, people like the Electronic Frontier Foundation.
1: Oh, they read them. They had yeah, and they had a big <laughs> problem with this
0: because um, they said that what what Google meant by this was, hey, we own all your content. Anything you post uh, through this this web browser belongs to us. Um, and as one lawyer. Uh, pointed out, it could actually violate the terms of your employment agreement with your company. If you were to say, go to your webmail program and, uh, you know, send email and you're not supposed to share your email with anybody else. Basically, you're saying, I own the rights to my email. Well, if you're using your company email, maybe you don't. So, uh, you know, there, there were some issues. Now, Google has backed off of that.
1: Right. And they right. said, you know, this is
0: not what we meant. We're just saying anything you we, we want to be able to display the information that you are saying. So if you post to your blog using Chrome, you're saying it's okay for us to take this information and put it on your blog, right? But uh, so many people have caused uh, a stink yeah. over it that Google has said, okay, okay, well, this isn't what we meant. Let's clarify that.
1: Yeah, the the internet's really made made the whole intellectual property, uh, uh argument much more complex and we're probably going to see a lot more of these kind of little hiccups down the road possibly from google which uh, oh, and other companies as well all right you know, okay. do i need to scare you <laughs> hey safari's got a new update and you didn't even ask for it <laughs> there you go that'll work um, but i guess uh, i guess that's a good roundup for the web browsers don't yeah, you think i'm sure that by the
0: time this goes live someone else will have come out
1: with a new browser. oh i'm sure there's no doubt yeah. I mean, well, and it'll be interesting to see if uh, if Google Chrome will have any staying power. Or well, they there's may... such
0: they've got such backing that it's uh, you know a lot of people have been yeah, asking, but... especially the Mozilla Foundation, they're saying, well, you know, what do you think? Is this going to take you guys out? And uh, you know, to their credit, they've said, well, you know, bring it on. The more the merrier.
1: Well, not only that, but I think I think it will push for innovation in all the other browsers as well. And then sure. we may we may see that you know all browsers are supporting this kind of a uh, web-based application model. And they, they move away from being browsers into more like web-based operating systems. And uh, I think that'd be, that would suit Google just fine. Oh yeah. Well, I guess that wraps this up. Uh, if you'd like to learn more, you can read our article on how Firefox works. We also have articles on the other browser systems. We will soon have an article on Google Chrome and that's all going to be on howstuffworks.com. Now stay with us to find out which of our articles Google is really interested in. So it turns out one of our articles, um, actually makes a, a cameo appearance in a recent Google document. Really? How's yeah. that? Well, the, you know, we were talking about Google Chrome and one of the ways that Google announced Google Chrome was they released a comic book which went into great detail about the browser, right?
0: Right, by uh, Scott McCloud of yeah. um, Theme.
1: Yes, exactly. And on page 19 of this comic, there's an illustration of a couple of different screens It's supposed to show tabbed browsing. One of those shows a How Stuff Works article. Why do kangaroos hop? Huh. So if you want to find out why Google's so excited about this article, I suggest you go to How Stuff Works and you read, Why do kangaroos hop?
0: That's has to make that leap of faith.
1: Yeah, the hop, skip, and the jump. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com.
0: Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?